Jason, guess what? Our show is brought to the good people of Lee Summit by our friends, Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Hey, they've got a really cool event coming up. Pillows and Pinot. That's right. You're going to make some fabric, and you're going to have drinks. That's true. It's a it, Look, it already starts off, it's a great deal. Because it's 50 bucks to go, and you're going to come away hundred dollars worth of pillow at the back end so you're already you're already ahead just by showing up and it's not just any pillow jason no nope. it's a pillow that you get to design custom fabric custom design for you you're going to make that pillow out of it you're going to go home with the pillow and while you're making that pillow there's wine and snacks what more could you want I, I really, I, I, I couldn't ask for a lot more. But if you're interested in Pillows and Pinot, go to the Budget Blinds of Lee Summit Facebook page. Check it out. It's $50. And for that 50 bucks, you get the $100 value pillow, plus, like you said, food and drinks. Friday, May 24th, because I'm not sure we said the date yet, which seems important to know when it is. Eh. Come out Friday, May 24th at the Budget Blind Shop in glorious downtown Lee Summit. Head on down, Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who so loved the variety of all the I Voted stickers. He loved them so much that he went and he voted in a bunch of different precincts so he could get the full set. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. I'm bringing Chicago to Lee Summit. You betcha. That is the way to, I think, if we want to be a big city, we need to act like a big city. And that's the way to do that, is multiple voting. That's right. Ballot stuffing brought to you. By, oh, wait, wait. No, <laughs> no, no we're not. No, we no, are not sponsoring no, election fraud. No, no, <laughs> All right. Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very, very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is Trivia. So Nick and I, it's election night, and so we were on our way to pick up a few <clears throat> supplies and one of the local downtown establishments on Tuesday, as is their want, was doing trivia. And we were in there and a question was asked and Nick and I looked at each other and we knew the answer and we didn't even say it out loud, but we both knew we knew the answer. So I'm saying we can whoop you at trivia. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be that bold or that brave, Jason. I think we got some skills. Now, let me say this. I think I could whoop anyone at trivia because I feel that way about myself. But I'm saying with you at my side, we may be undefeatable. I'd like to agree with you. My ego says I should agree with you. But you know what? We teamed up one time and we came in second. Well, I think we should blame that on our uh, one of the other Link to Lee Summit podcast hosts, John Bedoin. I believe he dragged us down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling you out, John. I won't do it because I'm doing it because you know what? There was some random 80s music trivia in there, and we wouldn't have got those right without said John Bedoin. Well, uh, I guess that's true. For as long as we keep him on his track, he'll be all right. <laughs> Jason, I got some stuff coming up, some good stuff. There's one thing. Actually, oh, there's a few things I'm excited about. But the first thing I'm excited about this Saturday, the farmer's market opens. Vegetables. Fruit. Cinnamon rolls, baked goods, lamb, beef, all kinds of good stuff. The farmer's market is open. It is, in my extraordinarily biased opinion, the finest farmer's market in this metropolitan area. 
Uh, everything's within grown or produced within a fairly tight radius of the city. It's good stuff. It's a great event. It's always good to be open. There'll be stuff going on. Come down to the farmer's market. I believe we are going to get some decidedly spring-like weather on Saturday. So it's a great time to come down and shop at the farmer's market. And new this year, we're going to see some food trucks at the farmer's market. Oh, and, food trucks. And, and this week, crepes. Ooh. I don't know if I'm... I, I, okay, so is food truck crepes, is that fancy or is that not fancy? Because crepes are kind of fancy. I mean, all for being really thin pancakes. But food truck food is kind of like street food, and now we've got like street fancy. So how are we going to feel about that? I think there's only one way to find <laughs> look, out. Look, look, I, look, I'm excited. I don't care what you call it. You call it fancy, you call it not fancy, you call it street fancy. I'm excited. You're excited because there's excited. food. It's, it's good food. It's food out of it's the truck. Food. All right, uh, this uh, right now on Friday coming up this week and Saturday, the Lee Summit Fire Department is going to have open houses to talk about openings in their uh, thing. The fire department is hiring. Um, if you have an interest in that, you should uh, look that up on Facebook. I believe that's running around. I know that Council Member Benny has been posting that on his page, um, but I would assume the fire department has that on theirs. The opportunity to go see uh, and explore the possibility of careers in fire prevention. That's true. And, you know, I might may or may not be biased because I married into some family that may or may not be employed by the Lee Summit Fire Department. So you should be there. There's a certain captain who works at a station over by Woods Chapel, and he's kind of awesome. And, well, that's it. All right. So there you go. Hey, and Recycle Fest, April 13th, 9 to noon at City Hall. This is this is a good opportunity to, to recycle, you know, you – you collect things at your house you want to get rid of, but you know you should recycle and you forget to take or you can't take somewhere. Hey, now's your chance. Go to City Hall, April 13th, 9 to noon. Get rid of that stuff. Yep, if that, that's the stuff that the city, uh, the that your uh, recycle cycling service probably won't take in the bins that you put out in front of your house every week and or maybe some documents that need shredding. Those kinds of things are the things that are going to happen at Recycle Fest. So go get that taken care of. And for more information, check out Link to Lee Summit. We've got we've got that on the site. You can see what all you can take, what's accepted. You can also go to the City Hall website for more information. All right, Nick, I'm going to pawn this one off on you because I know this is an event that is actually literally close to your heart. <laughs> Very much so. My wife, it, right now, we just celebrated last week, five years, cancer-free. And I tell you what, every time you talk about that, I get a little dusty. It gets a little dusty over here. And I can't even imagine what you all are because I, you know, I, but I know how awesome that is. And well, let's be clear how awesome your wife is. And, and that is a special thing for a lot of us, but especially for you guys. We are, we are really excited. She is a breast cancer survivor. And this year, uh, celebrating the five year, which, which for anybody who, who has been around someone diagnosed with cancer, that five years after is a big deal that's a that's a milestone achievement um so what she wanted to do she wanted to use this opportunity to celebrate but also to help other people so we've got a big cancer awareness event we're calling it live next it's april 20th from 11 to 5 the parking lot in front of bridge space in downtown lee summit we're going to have the mobile mammogram bus in town so so women you can you can call and you can schedule and get your mammogram. Here's a cool thing. If you're 40 or over and you're uninsured, we've got a grant. We can probably help pay for you to get that done if you're insurance if you don't have insurance to cover it. Check out the Facebook event page. It's called Live Next. 
Check that out for more information. Saturday, April 20th, we'll also have free skin screenings for, for melanoma. Ben Rayo, who owns Bridge Space, he is nine years cancer-free, so so he got in this way, and we're, we're going to do that. We've got food, we've got music, we've got games. Lots of stuff happens. It's going to be a good time. Raise cancer, raise awareness about cancer. We're also collecting hats and scarves that we're going to donate to area treatment centers. It is such a good event that you can even tolerate Nick being there. Eh, that's true, and I just rambled. I'm so excited. I couldn't even put all those thoughts together in order. So check out our Facebook event page, Live Next Cancer Awareness. We hope to see you there. All right, so some stuff happened. Uh, it is election day, and as is our uh, our now annual municipal election day uh, tradition, we have equipped ourselves appropriately in the studio, and we are uh, talking about the election. But before we get there, another thing happened this evening. Jason, you 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 kind of wanted to get to the soap opera, but I it's did, not really a soap opera. It's not really a soap opera. I just I, this is a, a there's like one thing. It was like a ton of development applications that were on the docket uh, tonight. And and none of them were of any, I think, any real super excitement or of particular controversy. However, there was one that was a little bit interesting. Uh, there is, was a proposal for a uh, what's called extra space. It's an indoor storage facility. And it was up in front of the council for the third time. Uh, the first time it came up, uh, for, it came through Planning Commission, went to City Council, it got kicked back to the Planning Commission um, and to fix some things, and they essentially fixed them, and it went back from Planning Commission back to City Council, where it was voted down, um, and there was some discussion about what, what issues were remaining, and, and that had to do with the size of the building and how much square footage it was and traffic flows and things of that nature. Well, once it was voted down, they had to wait a certain amount of time. It's either 60 or 90 days, and I don't remember the rules. And they filed a new application. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, it came through Planning Commission and was passed. um, And it went up to, and I was not there for that particular Planning Commission meeting. um, And then it went up tonight in front of the council. So I was interested to see, here's an application that has been up multiple times, and the council has expressed a great deal of, uh, I guess we'll call it skepticism about this particular development. Um, and so I was just interested to see what happened um, when it went there. And as it turns out, it passed nine to nothing. So apparently they must have answered whatever questions the council actually had and and good on them for being persistent and, and getting that taken care of. So it was just an interesting thing that's kind of around and around and around. You don't usually see a project like that uh, and I thought that might was, was of a little interest anyway, and you know something to stall before we dive into the election coverage. I was trying to think of good follow up questions there are to ask you, and um, I like to count myself as 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 a fellow government nerd. But Jason, mm-hmm. this one, I got you. I got I, I I got nothing. Do I get to wear the nerd tiara? I I think you get the nerd. Tiara, the nerd Tiara. You were so excited. excited today about the return of an application to develop a new storage facility. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't really excited about the storage facility. Let's be clear. It was purely look. We're on the process train, you and I, and here we are. This was an interesting little piece of process. Thought I'd follow it through. Thank you, Jason, for doing that. I, I, actually, it is. It is interesting that it. 
that it came back the way it did. I'm curious how often that actually happens. I can't think of one in, in, in no, recent memory. No, I, I would say this in the in the years that I have been on nine years now that I've been on the planning commission, I've never seen something that often that kind of bounced back and forth between council and planning commission like that. Um, and I don't recall ever getting an application that was denied back so back so quickly in in you know substantially the same form. They made some pretty significant changes, but it's still an indoor storage facility. Well, then let's move on, Jason. The real topic, the real topic for this week's show. The big meat. It was election night on Tuesday. It is. It's election night. Um, we are recording after the polls have closed and the unofficial results are all tabulated and in. And and so before we get into who won. Well, let's 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 start off. Let's let's right, let's fine. do the results. Actually, I'm going to. I'm going to say the results, and then I have a question for you. Okay. So first, the unofficial results are for the two open seats on the Lee Summit R7 School District Board of Education will go to Judy Hedrick and Mike Allen. And Jason, it the results, it really wasn't that close. No. Uh, those two compared to the, to the other six candidates. But I think something you and I have talked about a lot since we started the show two years ago, three years ago. Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. I can't count. This is our third, I think this is our third election cycle. Our third election 17, cycle. 17, 18, 19. We talk a lot about turnout. Looks like, and again, this is unofficial, uh, about 6,000 voters. In, in Jackson in County. In Jackson County. That is lower than the previous two years. All right, so let's give some context. I think these are important things. Context is always important. Context That's the theme of our show. All right. So, you know, in any set of election cycles, there's there's a school board election. As long as there are enough candidates to run, there's a school board election every year at the, in, in April. Not every April, however, do we have other stuff on the ballot. So in 2018, we had six city council slash mayoral races in addition to the school board. In 2017, we had the charter amendments plus the recall election for Chris Moreno um, on the ballot as well. So those drove, I think, a, an additional piece to drive turnout. And and both of those were around 8,000 votes um, that came in Jackson County for those years. Um, I think the one that is probably the most instructive was 2015. There was no city school board election in 2016. The only ones that there were only as many filers as seats. Um, but in 2015, the turnout was just under 4,000 in Jackson, in Jackson County. So, you know, it's obviously a significant turnout bump, which I think is representative of the coverage that the school board elections got this go around. Well, and we talked a little bit last week about that, that, that school board elections don't always get the, well, it's not the sexy thing to cover. I mean, there's not, not everybody pays close attention all the time to what's happening at that, at that level. And, and usually they're. There's something else going on. You know, we spent a lot of time, Jason, when there were the charter amendments and when there was a recall for one of the city council. Those were the things that were eating up people's attention. So, so I think this this was a little different in that we finally got to focus just on on the school board. But even talking about look, six thousand is not a lot for the county. That, this is true. That is not high. So, but I think what this leads me to to really want to talk about because you and I we've kind of made our our bit our shtick on the show of of 
looking into the issues and the things behind it. And I think what this election tells us, Jason, is that it is very possible that if you and a group of like-minded individuals have a point of view, if you're organized, you can effect change and you can affect how the vote turns out. Let's let's first start off with last April. We saw Jason the loud two loudest groups came from a local local political action committee called Foundations for Our Future and from unions. Right. They 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 affected the vote. I think those were the those were the people driving the conversation and driving the issues. Can, is that is that correct? Well, I, certainly, I think they were the loudest sort of political voices in that particular process. This year, the unions didn't really have a vote. The unions for the the fire department and the police police department. That's 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 what we're talking about there. However, foundations for our future did come into play again, having a voice. And there are two endorsed candidates won this election. Yeah, I would say that. So just to keep in mind, last year, um, as we we looked at the the slate of endorsements between the the unions and the and foundations were different. And of the six council races, you know, including the mayor, uh, they each won three. So you know, maybe they canceled each other out. Maybe they had slightly different takes and different and different pieces that went through that. But they, they kind of evened out over the course of that that election. And this time there was just the one voice and they and they got where they were going to be. So I think it does go to show that there is, um, you know, a place for that. And, and people can decry, you know, it's a group. But Foundations was very public about their process. They posted all their videos. They they made their endorsements. They um, they ran advertisements on Facebook. They had all kinds of yard signs. And in the end, their candidates won. Now. Might their candidates, I mean, I think it's safe to say that their two candidates were very establishment-focused uh, candidates. Um, small C conservative, if you want to look at it that way. You know, not to draw partisan, not partisan politics, but in, in that sort of way, status quo-oriented folk. And, and they may have won anyway, even without foundations. Um, but I, I think it's certainly safe to say that foundations had an influence if nothing else, on the size of the margin, if not the margin, the fact that they won on their own, right? And I just think it. I think it. I think it goes to to what we talk about a lot, Jason. Is that at the local level, you have more opportunity and ability to to affect change than at any other level of of our government. When you talk about getting involved and voting in things, so I think I think the the lesson I think is that that. You can get involved and you can make change if you make that effort. And this is a group, this is a group of people that have decided we want to play a role in 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 local government, in how things happen in our community, and and it shows that they are doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is not a thing that I am I'm not criticizing it at all. Um, in fact, I, I'm I'm lauding them for for getting forth because I mean, look, you and I started this to sort of talk about a lot of these issues, and 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 we try to have an impact on the discussion, but we don't spend a lot of time on this podcast trying to tell people how to vote, how to think, how to do the what they're you know how to how to what side of an issue to come down on. We 
we we for the most part take a fairly journalistic um i'm sorry jason that i make you do that it's the worst it is the worst <laughs> but there we are so but we do that and it is a point our our job i think we have taken it is to inform on how things are going about what the conversations are you know to help people form form the concepts and arguments to have through that that whole process and and i think our role is very useful but there is a place for activists to come forth and give voice and so there may be people out there who are listening to us who are frustrated by the what they might term the outsized influence that they feel that foundations for our future had on the results of the selection and and really the answer is well go get your own pack and see what you can do right i mean you can you can put people together get some money together put some yard signs back some candidates or issues and push the things that you think are important in the community and i think if we have a multitude of those voices the unions have their sets of issues foundations has theirs whatever is coming next will have theirs that you know we can if we can get all those voices in the in the area i think then people have things that they can pull and listen to and make more informed choices one other thing i'm going to add to that jason i think is you know, social media is not new groups on facebook are not new but i think we have seen an increased use of different groups um, that that's increased conversation. I, I I like to think that there has been some more involvement that way, and some of these groups have have helped people get involved and help people find information and find ways to learn about candidates and learn about issues. So I I think all of those things help. And and, and I'm just going to go right back to the to the thing I said at the beginning of this. The lesson here is that you can get involved if if you want to, and you can make your voice heard. And there's ways to make your voice louder and more impactful. Absolutely. And this is the place where you can you can leverage your voice for more impact than basically any other level of of politics or or you know, civic involvement. Okay. So now I want to get in, into one other topic I think. And it's this, you know, we like to um we kind of have set our, our, our goal here, and, and you tell me if I, I read this wrong, because sometimes I think you and I don't Can always... I just tell you you're wrong in advance? Yeah, sure, why not? All right, go ahead and ask the question. <laughs> why not? Um, we like to see our, our role in, this, in, in these community issues as sometimes looking through the rhetoric, looking past the narratives, and, and digging into what the issues really are. And I think that's, that's fair. I yes. So here's my question to you. Was the vote on Tuesday and the campaign leading up to the election, was that really a referendum on Superintendent Dr. Dennis Carpenter and his the way he has presented and promoted the district's equity plan? I'm going to start um, I'm going to start by saying no. Um, and I'm going to say it for this reason is one is, you know, as much as we like to get into what's the real reason, what have you, nobody actually said that anywhere in the election. We, you know, I mean, we didn't ask that question specifically, but there were plenty of opportunities for people, someone to sit up on a public, in a public forum on a recorded interview, um, on, in three or four different platforms at the, at the chamber forum and say, it's time for Dr. Carpenter to go, or I don't like the work that Dr. Carpenter's doing. And no okay, okay, but I'm going to come back in there and say, because you and I 
and the things we do around town and because of the the role we've created through this show and through Link to Lee Summit, we get to be in on a lot of things. We get to hear a lot of different people talk. We get to sit in some meetings. Well, not get. We make ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we show up. We let ourselves in. That kind of access allows us to read between the lines, if you will. Well, and hear unofficial stuff. True. And some of the things that were said to me sounded like it was a, a referendum. It was a, a debate about Dr. Carpenter and the way he has presented the plan and his vision for how to improve the district and i'm gonna even i'm even gonna i'm even gonna call in the two candidates that looks like they've won the unofficial results say they won they both said things like in response to the the data and the plan they agree with the data and the data is there but they don't like the way the plan was presented because it and 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 it's not this is an indirect quote it was coming from the top down and not the bottom up and to me, that sounded like commentary on the way Dr. Carpenter has led the discussion. Okay, so one, I think if you read farther into the subtext, I'm not sure. I think the that, that that shows more of a discomfort with the discussion itself than it is the way that it was presented. However, they still didn't say it out loud in a direct way. And and here's where I'll go with that. It's like, I, and so here's my question is, is that, even if you're right, even if you're right that the, the real issue at the core, the nut of it all, is a dissatisfaction with the way Dr. Carpenter has gone about the, the equity plan or his work in general or whatever piece of that um, that someone would want to criticize, are they going to do it? Are they going to be able to have that discussion transparently at the dais in public forum where they can actually voice that? and push those issues and be critical of that when they're incapable of doing it in a an election where, and I will agree with you that the subtext of all of this is, do we want to have a conversation about race and do we like the way the superintendent has pushed, quote unquote, his agenda on things? That is, without doubt, the subtext of this entire school board election but nobody's willing to come on the record. I mean, we have talked about it repeatedly here, you and I, but we don't we don't have a seat on the dais at the school we're building. We don't have any real influence on policy or what have you. And I wonder, you know, is it going to be that they're going to be afraid to do it and nothing will happen? Or will they attempt to voice their dissatisfaction and make and affect their change behind the scenes, in the closed meetings, and in the places that there were a lot of complaints lodged that all these other decisions were being made in the first place. Well, and I think that's, that is my next question. If that is the case, what does this election mean going forward? Will this have an impact on, on the plan that was approved but really hasn't been fleshed out yet? I mean, the, the, the equity plan that was approved was, was very bare bones. I mean, there was, there's work to be done right. to define what all of those things are and how they're going to get there. So the conversations around that, are there's going to be many. 
right? Mm-hmm. So how will this this election of these two these two seats how will that change what's going forward? I think that's the question. Well, I mean, and so you saw the news that the uh, the school board uh, recommended the the one year extension for Dr. Carpenter's contract by a five to two vote, uh, and so it could theoretically, depending on which votes are the you know five and which votes are the two, could have an impact on the balance of the school board. Uh, I would say this is if I were looking at this, and I, I mean we will be watching this ourselves. But if if you're an interested person, watch to see what are the stated reasons for resistance to the implementation of the plan or parts of the plan or any of that. Are they resistant for funding? Are they resistant for, you know, which consultant is which? Are they, you know, where where are the resistances and and are they going, you know, if any of these school board members actually are and I'm going to break this in the most broad and therefore probably incorrect terms, anti-carpenter, you know, are they going to be able to put that in, out in a way that is public and honest and functional? I mean, useful and, and useful. I mean, someone could throw a tantrum and stomp off the stage and yell things in the Jason, microphone. Jason, this is the school board, not city council. I'm we sorry. don't have that kind of activity there. Well, to be fair, we haven't had that kind of activity very often, at least in in recent times at the, at the council. That's true. I'm sorry. That was a that was that was a cheap shot at the city council. I'm going to apologize. They do appear this current body appears to be beyond what the previous two sure. went through. But and the point being is is that, you know, watch how those discussions go. Where are the friction points and and where that is to see if they are the see if people who are expressing resistance and I'm not accusing you know, Mike Allen or Judy Hedrick of any of this, but if there is resistance, and I think there is, you know, how is it expressed? Is it expressed openly, clearly, or is it expressed, you know, subterraneanly and in closed session? Well, and I think that leads to to the big questions now to to watch going forward. There were there were two big things I think that that both of these candidates pushed were transparency. I think that was a big question. There was a big push of of a lack of transparency from the school board and from administration in in processes. But is that fair? They certainly made that claim. The other one was that the teachers, the voices from the classrooms weren't being heard or or maybe not heard. I think maybe the better the better my better read on that on that was that they weren't being acknowledged. And so now I think the thing to watch is, is is will this body be more transparent? Will it will it offer a better view from the public into into the ongoings, better a better access in to have public voices heard? How will that change and how will that be different this next term? Yeah, absolutely. And and it will be interesting to see how the and that's where the rubber is going to meet the road is the implementation of this plan. I mean, so it starts in the budgeting process, it continues through the structure of the public and outward-facing engagements. You know, how are the teachers being engaged? How are the parents and students and administrators and all the various and sundry parties to our district? How are they being engaged and, and drawn into the process? Well, and I think that the, here's my question to 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 listeners now: um, 
we heard in public comments at at the school board. We saw read in in comments on social media. We've seen it in comments on 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 our stuff on Link to Lee Summit. We've heard a lot of our voices weren't heard. So what my question to listeners is, how do you want to be heard? What do you want to be heard? And what do you expect from this next term, this next um, board body? Boy, that's a hard question, man. Look, hey, hey, we ask for people to get involved. It's not easy. No. It takes effort and you have to want it. But I think I think that's the big question. If 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 look, there was a large and high volume group. There was a loud loud voices saying our voices aren't being heard. Our questions aren't being answered. How do you want your voice to be heard? And what do you expect of this next body? Those things need to be out there. And it is up to us as voters, as constituents, to make sure that they respond to those things. So the election's over. We have two new members of the school board. But the work doesn't end here. Nope. I think I think that's that's my, my take on all that is stay involved after the election and still demand more of our elected officials. Absolutely. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our conversation for this week. Uh, get back to us on Friday for our Friday conversation. While you're out there on the social medias, go ahead and make sure that you, you like Link to Lee Summit and Lee Summit Town Hall, that you download and subscribe to our podcast on whatever your favorite podcast feed is, and go find us out there on the Twitters and the other places on the social media. Hey, Jason. Hey, yeah. Jason. Can I, can I tease what our Friday conversation is? I'm a little excited about this. You are. Go ahead and tease it. All right. Friday conversation. Dave Eames, Ben Wine, they are the owners of Fossil Forge. But on Saturday, a new retail shop in downtown Lee Summit, Local Foundry, is getting ready to open. So I'm going to have them on, and we're going to tell that story. That sounds cool. And they make good stuff, so we're going to be excited to go get it. I don't like either of those guys because they are really cool. They're really successful, and they're really, really, really nice people. Yeah, and they make and us, so it makes me insanely jealous. Yeah, it's, it makes us very insecure, and we don't like it. Yeah. So check us out Friday. That'll wrap up our Wednesday edition of Lee Summit Town Hall. We will talk to you all next next time. Jason, our other awesome sponsor, Shred. Shred Casey. I gotta confess. I gotta make a confession. I'm doing this publicly, like I'm doing everything else. You know, I've. I would know for the record, you've already confessed this earlier in the podcast, but you do you. Well, you know, look, I'm, I've been bragging a lot about myself as we talk about Shred, but I gotta make a confession too. I drank beer, a decent amount of beer. We ate at a food truck. My wife celebrated five years cancer free this week. We went out to eat and celebrate. So, um, my confession, I've cheated a little bit. But honestly, given the time frame and what that went, I was there for the beer portion of it. You, you cheated more than a little. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's what I love about the guys at Shred. I'm back on the horse. And they support me. They're giving me the tools I need to get back on, to get back in shape, to, to keep going on my fitness goal. I bet, actually, Ryan intimidates the carbs right out of beer and can just drink it. Really, I think that's what it is. is he's gonna, he's, I'm going to walk in, I'm going to see him again, and he's just going to look at me all like, you know, eight foot three inches of him. 
and and and, and I'll be scared and and all that body fat will just run away. Run away. Or I will run away. Not well because I'm a little scared too. Yeah, I've seen that as I go. So back on the horse, they're not going to judge you. They're just going to work with you to get to your goals to help you. They understand that there are times where you got to let loose a little bit, got to stray from the diet or stray from the plan just to shade to shade to keep that uh, to keep that mental mental health in t- in check. So I'm going to say to you, Jason, because you know you probably need it too, and to everyone else listening. If you need, if you're looking for the tools to to change your lifestyle a little bit, to get fit, if you're looking for people that will support you and teach you and help you on the way, go see our friends at Shred, Shred KC. You can find them shredkc.com. Tell them Jason next time.